What's up, everybody? Uh, just a quick little addition before we get into this episode. Uh, basically, this is an episode where we're talking about, you know, playing some retro games and how we're going to continue to go through and play all of the classic Resident Evil games eventually. And just before we get into it, I just want to say that if you wanted to play these games along, you know, kind of like a, a video game book club, book club kind of thing, uh, Resident Evil 1, the original Resident Evil 1, is available on PlayStation Plus, and 2, <clears throat> two and 3, you're probably going to have to get creative and you know, go, uh, if you can find your PlayStation Vita and it still has those games on there, you can probably do it that way, or... I think, I mean, if you have them anywhere besides, you know, I think PlayStation 3 and Vita both have those games on there. Uh, but, you know, 2 and 3, you can find versions on the PS1, the GameCube. Uh, I know 2 is on Nintendo 64. And there are all kinds of places on the internet, allegedly, that you can find those games. Uh, the next episode that we do this is going to be Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil Survivor. So if you can find a way to play those games... You can, uh, you know, play along with us, and we'll see you in that. Well, hold on, no, that's not right. Uh, listen to the episode, and then we'll see you next time. What's up, everybody? Doug here, and uh, this is not the episode that I plan on putting out this week. Uh, this wasn't an episode I planned on doing for a while, but we had some things come up where basically Thursday night we had an emergency, so we had to cancel the recording, and then Friday night Leo wasn't available to do that episode, so. Basically, we were going to have a review and ranking of the modern Resident Evil games, which, uh, by modern, I don't mean, like, you know, modern, mod I mean, the Resident Evil games in the RE engine, so that's Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 3 Remake, and Resident Evil 8, and then at the end of this month, Resident Evil 4 Remake comes out, and we're going to hit that up. Uh, but this ep the episode that we were supposed to be having this week was the Resident Evil 7 episode, but that kind of got pushed back because of an emergency. And uh, I recorded an episode Friday. But the more I thought about it, the more I wasn't confident on putting that episode out. Uh, so instead, I'm going to take the original theme of what I plan on doing and do another episode here. But before we get into that, I've got you know, just a few things to go over. Uh, first off, I signed all the paperwork. I sent it back. I'm going to be at the L Bar in LaBerge. May 26th and May 27th from 8 to midnight. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. As far as I know, you don't have to pay anything to get in. You just kind of you know walk in. Uh, I'm going to be playing country music. If you like that, just come on out and hang out with me. Uh, as far as the podcast goes, we've got episode zero, which if you don't know what the show is, go listen to that. It explains it. And then there's episode one where I review um, the Dirk Bentley album that came out last week, Gravel and Gold. That episode has music in it, and basically, th this time around with this podcast, I've been distributing through Anchor, and Anchor goes through all the podcast platforms, but the most important part of that is that on Spotify, if I release it on Spotify, uh, I can put music into it. So, episode one has a music and a non-music version. If you're listening on anything but Spotify, you're just going to see the non-music version. But if you're on Spotify, just kind of pay attention to what version you're on. Because if you're on the non-music version, you're not going to hear the songs. But if you're on the right one, you're going to hear those songs, and it's going to be great. You're going to hear the songs I'm talking about. Uh, but, let's talk about this one. This is episode two. 
and I'm not on the ride home right now, so it's kind of not the title of the podcast, I guess, but I'm, <laughs> we were hungry, so I'm going to Jack in the Box on a Saturday night, and the closest Jack in the Box invider is like a 20-minute drive, you know, to and back, uh, to and from, so who knows, you might hear me order some Jack in the Box around my pod, who's to say, but in keeping with the spirit of the episode that we are going to have, uh, I've been getting in these moods where allegedly on the Steam Deck you can you can emulate games on there allegedly, and since they're allegedly there, I like to play some old games sometimes. And about a year ago, I, I want to say <clears throat> maybe two, I had replayed the original Resident Evil. Uh, on my Vita, because I found my Vita, and I think I still have it in this car somewhere. I don't, you know, I can't look some private right now. But I, it, it, it's it's such a short game, and especially if you like, if you, like I've played the original Resident Evil so many times. I originally didn't even play it on the PS One. I played the DS port, you know, the weird one. Uh, if you never played the DS port, it was they. I want to say there was two different versions of the game. There was one where it was, you know, straight, straight port of the original game. And there was another one where it had some weird stuff in it where, like, you'd walk in a room and, like, you'd have to swat away on the touchscreen with your knife uh, to, like, swat birds and stuff away. And then uh, I'm pretty sure on that DS port, there was also some weird multiplayer mode where you could have your friend playing with you, but you didn't see them on the screen. You just saw, like, a little transparent green triangle going around the room. It was really weird. But uh, I have started the original Resident Evil so many times. And even, you know, the, the GameCube remake that got remastered uh, not that long ago. So many times I've played this game over and over and over and over again, but never got to the end of it. So when I pulled my Vita out of the, the closet, one of the first things I did was I, I fired it up and I was like, this is going to be, I'm going to finish this game. Because I didn't have a Steam Deck yet. I, uh, hmm... I think I did have my Switch, but I think the thing with that was that I didn't want... Because the Switch is a big console and the Vita fits in your pocket. So I think that was the deal with that. And literally, anytime I had any stretch of free time, I'd pull out my Vita and just start playing the original Resident Evil until I finally beat it. And that was the first time I'd ever beaten the original Resident Evil. So, I got to thinking about that last night, and... I allegedly started playing the original Resident Evil 2, the GameCube version, and but mm, about an hour before I left the house to go to Jack in the Box, I beat the original Resident Evil 2, and a lot of people are going to say, well, did you beat both scenarios? No, no, I'm, I'm not doing that, because that this is going to be the, the theme of this episode. Resident Evil 2 did not age well. It... I know, like, all of the Resident Evil games didn't age well. The original trilogy and even Code Veronica and the Outbreak games, they all had those tank controls, you know. Even, I guess a case could be made for Resident Evil 4, I guess. But the 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 reason I don't think that Resident Evil 2 didn't age as well as 1 is because in 2, there are way more enemies that are very, very fast. Uh, and... How I think we're going to do this episode is I'm going to talk about Resident Evil 1, I'm going to talk about Resident Evil 2, I'm going to rank those two games, and then I'm going to rank the villains of those two games, the, you know, the main bad guys. 
And then every time I finish a Resident Evil episode, uh, Resident Evil episode, Resident Evil game, we're going to just add on to it. We're going to add on to that. And whenever Leo and I get to, well, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Whenever I get to the point where I'm in the review, like I've gotten through, let's see, the, first, the last game before seven was probably, I think Resident Evil Revelations 2 was the last game before Resident Evil 7. So what, how it's probably going to go is I'm going to, after I get to Resident Evil Revelations 2, I'm going to start to incorporate the ranking that Leon did. And then after that, you know, it'll just go from there. But, uh, yeah, so the plan is I'm going to review all of these games eventually. And it's going to be in a series. I'm not sure what I'm going to call it yet. Doug's Retro Corner. I don't know. Sounds, sounds a little weird. But, you know, this is just brainstorming. So we're going to start off with Resident Evil 1 and 2 because I've played those two games. Uh, I just started Resident Evil 3. I'm going to play a little bit more, you know, after I'm going to go to bed later. Resident Evil 1 is, you know, it started it all. And you can pick Jill or Chris. I always pick Jill. I've never played the Chris part of it, but when I get to the part in this series, when I get to Resident Evil 1 remake, the GameCube version, what I'm going to do there is I'm going to do the Chris playthrough for that run. So we'll get that there. Uh, but Resident Evil 1 had some, some little quirks that I didn't know about. Uh, like, I did not know that you could get through the game without the final boss fight with Tyrant. I don't know what I did. I just know that in the spot where you're, you get on the roof and you're supposed to shoot him with a rocket launcher, I didn't do that. I didn't do that part at all. I fought him in the little underground lab. And then that was it. Uh, and the game's fast. Uh, the game's really, well, I don't, not fast, but I mean, it's a short game. But And that's probably because I've played it so many times, you know. I've, I've played the first half of that game so many times that, you know, I was like, okay, first thing I gotta do, I've gotta go right. I've gotta go through the hallway. I've gotta start, you know, finding keys. I've gotta get the jewels. I've gotta get the shotgun. Uh, but to get the shotgun, you have to get the fake shotgun. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Uh, and the part of these games that don't age well is it is hard, as a, as a modern gamer, it is hard to hit these things. It is hard to... I, I, I want to say the one that I had the most trouble with was Yawn, the, the big snake. This thing, I, I got so frustrated with it that finally... I, there's a way that you can cheese the, the boss fight. I think if you just turn around and walk out of the room, you get away from it. And that's what I ended up doing because I couldn't hit it. And when you really get down to it, that's why I think Resident Evil 2 aged way worse than Resident Evil 1 did. Because the thing about Resident Evil 1, the only time where you have an enemy that's hard to hit, really, is Yawn and the Hunters. Uh, they could be a little bit hard to get rid of sometimes, but as long as you have a shotgun with the hunters, you're probably going to be okay. Uh, but other than that, you just really have to deal with the zombies and they're slow and it's, it's not really a difficult thing to do. Now, when we get a little bit later on in the series, when we get to the remake, we can talk about the crimson heads and how, you know, it adds just this whole other layer of fear into the game. But Resident Evil 1, in comparison, is, I just feel like it holds up a lot better because of the fact that it's easier to hit the enemies in that game. It's, it's an easier experience on the player 
And let me tell you, by the time I got to the end of Resident Evil 2, the OG one, I was so happy. And I have a feeling I'm going to feel the same way about Resident Evil 3. I still think that Resident Evil 2 is a better game than 1. Uh, that's just because you, when you really look into it, it's a better... I, I think it's just a better game. Better game when it comes to the, the atmosphere... You know, both both settings are pretty ridiculous. You know, the mansion was ridiculous, but the the police station is just stupid. Uh, no, there is not a single police station on the planet that is realistically designed like this because you've got doors with special keys from like cards on it. You've got, you know, you've got all of these weird little puzzles. You've got. You've got the, the inventory room. You've got just the, the most... Can we talk about the clock tower? The clock tower is what really threw me for a loop. You know, you go into the library that's on the second floor, and you let you go up the stairs, and you walk out, and boom, you're on the third floor. The third floor of a police station that has nothing there. It's just a pointless third floor, with the, and you, you go up one more, and there's this room, it's the clock tower, and there's a lot of gears in there. And the only purpose for this room is for you to get, uh, I think it's the bishop piece. It's one of those little weird chess pieces. Uh, and yeah, it does, and, and this is one of the reasons I think Resident Evil 2 is better than 1, because in Resident Evil 1, you're just in a mansion for a 90% of the game. Like, towards the end, you get into, like, a little underground laboratory section of it. But for the most part, you're in a mansion. And two, you're in the police station. You're in an underground lab. You're in a factory. You're in a sewer. And, yeah, it's a bigger area. But at the same time, it's, 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 a, good, it's a good variety. Uh, you know, it, it's really, the bosses are definitely cooler, you know, in Resident Evil 1, spoiler, we're going to talk spoilers here, you know, the, the villains in Resident Evil 1 are Wesker, and I guess you can, if you really want to elaborate on that, you, you know, you have the Tyrant, which looks cool, those are cool villains, but uh, it, this was a surprise for me. I didn't run into Mr. X in the Leon playthrough. I don't know if that was, again, because you know what I was talking about earlier, that in Resident Evil 1, I completely missed the final boss fight somehow. I don't know if that was the thing where he's not supposed to be in Leon's playthrough or if I just missed it. And the, the main villain in Resident Evil 2 is Birkin, who looks way scarier. Uh, he's got different forms. All the forms are cool except that last form, which can, which can go burn in a hole. Uh, the, the, the forms are cooler, but the, the, the fact of the matter is there's not, there's not a good combat system to pair with them. And what I'm, what I mean when I say that is going back to why I think the Resident Evil 2 does not age that well, the tank control system that they implemented in one, which worked better in one, doesn't hold up here because you're trying so hard to move and you know be fast to catch these these enemies and it's just a lot easier to miss it's easier to get hit 
which is why I think there are so many healing uh, items in this game. And the enemy variety is just through the roof. You know, I, I want to say, okay, in one, you've got, you know, your regular zombies, you've got the dogs, you've got the crows, the hunters, the spiders. And I think that's it. I'm probably missing one, but I mean, in this game, you've got like three different types of zombies. You've got these little plant things that can attack you. You've got, oh, there's my exit. I'm about to make my exit. So busy talking about Resident Evil. Uh, you've got, okay, I said the plant guys. I said like three different kinds of zombies. Uh, there's two different kinds of liquors that I can think of, you know, just off the top of my head. There are, I know Mr. X is in the game. I just know that he's like a, not as big as he is in the remake. There are, there are spiders. There are no hunters. I don't think there are any hunters in this game. But then you've got Birkin. And you've got, I feel like, oh, the big alligator. The big alligator. Uh, I tried to kill it, and I, uh, I don't know if you can. Because I, I put a lot of bullets into that guy. Maybe looking back at it, there's not, it's not that the enemy, there's more enemies. It's just they're more interesting, you know? Because I mean, just the liquors themselves, I want to say about three quarters of the way through when I was in the laboratory, there were two liquors that just, they got, oh, dogs, dogs. Uh, the two liquors ganged up on me and I couldn't do anything and I was dead with, within a few hits. So, I mean, they're scary. They're terrifying. And I think in every section but the gameplay, Resident Evil 2 is the better game. So... I think that's where we're going to leave off with these two because there's that's the thing when, when you get down to oh you know what no I do have some a big complaint with uh, the early Resident Evil games the, I, the, the inventory system and we're going to talk about the inventory system in just a minute we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to order some tacos I will be right back alright everybody we're back uh, I finally got the food from Jack in the Box it took Took a little while, and uh, I ordered something that was not. We, uh, I was supposed to just be going for tacos, but then I saw, you know, I just saw it. They have a sriracha fry burger, and I wasn't gonna say no. I wasn't gonna say no to sriracha. A burger with sriracha sauce and curly fries on it. Get out of here! I'm not gonna say no to that. Uh, but anyway, so we were talking about the inventory system, and when it comes to the inventory system. It's both the same, and I don't remember if it's the same in Resident Evil 3 or not, but God bless it. It's bad. It's so bad. Uh, I can't tell you the amount of times where I would get all the way, you know, down uh, a five to ten minute trek, and this puzzle item that I hadn't used for half of the game just came back. Like, hey, you need the crank, or hey, you need the valve. And it, just stuff like that brings both those games down for me. Um, that's just the last little thing I wanted to add in there. So but before we leave, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna talk some rankings here. As as far as the better game, Resident Evil Two is definitely the better one. So the the list right now is Resident Evil One at number two and Resident Evil Two at number one, which sounds just really weird. Uh, but the more I think about it, the more. Because, you know, Birkin's the cooler villain, you know, but when you think of 
I don't know. When, when I start to really sit down and think about a villain, I don't know if, if Wesker would be the better villain. I think I'm. I think I'm going to go with Birkin as the better villain, though. Uh, I think because you know Wesker's cool. Wesker's cool and all, but he doesn't really do. I mean, he kills it. He kill. He does kill a few people, but other than that, he doesn't do anything cool. You know, so I'm gonna leave that at you know Birkin number one and Wesker number two. So before we leave, uh, if you have a retro game series that you want to have me or somebody that works on this podcast put me play, uh, just let me know, and we'll look into it. We'll put it on a list somewhere. Uh. If you can like the podcast, like or like the Facebook page, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, any of the any app of your choice, you know, you pick. I don't care. Uh, what else do we have here? Spotify. If you can follow us on Spotify, if you can listen to this podcast on podcast podcast on Spotify, that helps us the most. You know, any play helps. Any play on any podcast platform helps. But on Spotify, if you listen on there. Uh, there's a little counter. If we can get to 100 listeners uh, within a 60-day period, then we get access to sponsored ads. So that would be just fantastic. Other than that, I think that's where we're going to leave things for now. In uh, next week's episode should be the Resident Evil 7 episode, so I will see you guys then. Thanks for listening.